Greetings, Minecrafters, and welcome to another Minecraft discussion on this beautiful day. This is Kimberly Quinn. Um, looking forward to having this this just uh, exciting discussion today from my back deck in northern Vermont. Today's a little bit overcast, absolutely lovely, uh, just a lovely day. And so what I want to talk about today is shifting into a place of quality thinking versus appearance thinking. So I'll start right away and just sort of ask you to ask yourself, you know, how, how pleased are you with your own life? Ask yourself, how pleased are you with your own life? And, you know, the reason that, you know, I think it's important to ask ourselves this is we can get way too wrapped up in how other people think our life is going. We can really get locked into it actually and stuck. And I, I think that's true the younger you are, but certainly, you know, uh, doesn't mean we're exempt and we, you know, hit midlife, you know, the age of wisdom there, because depending on, you know, family situations and, and dynamics and all that sort of thing, you know, some of that can still be lingering, but it's definitely the young adults, I think, wrestle with this a bit. And it's so important to really ask yourself, who am I doing this for? And why, you know, and what's my motivation? Is it to, to please other people, to please me? I mean, it's really, really important. And also when, I think this is also more of a young adult thing, but not necessarily, not necessarily so, because again, it can, it, it's all depends on lots of things. Our filter system, how we were brought up, you know, what our relationships were growing up, all that sort of thing. So if we get into thinking, you know, somebody at work doesn't like me, or they really don't like you, and then, I don't know, my answer to that one is who cares? It's their loss. But let's say we just perceive that they don't like you. And so it's really important, you know, because we, a lot of times we get wrapped up into questioning this, you know, like kind of looking over my shoulder. What could I have said? You know, what could I have done? And were they hurt? And did I say something I didn't know I said? And I'm not talking about being blatantly hurtful. I think we're pretty aware when we do that. And then that's important, obviously, to... um you know, try to make amends with that. We're not talking about blatant hurtfulness. We're talking about petty questioning and self-doubt about, you know, did I look at him the wrong way? Do you think she read my face wrong? You know, all this guessing of self that's ridiculous. You know, it's just absolutely ridiculous because this means that we are living outside of our frame. When we live, picture a picture frame around you from like the chest up, right? So when we're born into this world, you know, we're in the little frame, little baby frames. That's your frame of authenticity. In there is all the self-love and confidence and esteem and belief in yourself. You know, little babies are born into this world loving themselves, knowing everybody who gazes upon them, loves them, cherishes them, wants them, everything. And then, of course, something happens, you know, out in the world and things are said to us and things happen, life happens and stuff, and we can be pulled out of our frame. Our frame is still there. It's still waiting. We just can be residing outside of there temporarily, intermittently here and there. And that's sort of where, that's sort of the, the problema. Okay. So we're saying that, you know, your, your authentic you, your, your authentic, you know, self, who you are, your authentic James, your authentic Declan, your authentic Antonio, your authentic you know, uh, Melissa, your authentic whoever is inside that is inside that that frame. So when the the authentic self does not need anybody else's approval, the authentic self, like that little baby self, is whole 
she or he whole and complete exactly as they are. Again, know that they're loved, know that they're cherished, know that they're wanted. All of it. Sunrises and sets on, the, on their little baby self and the little baby frame. When we're Now remember, the, okay, so then outside the frame, outside the frame is when the ego gets involved. And remember that the ego is the evil twin of the authentic self. So outside that frame, we get pulled out of our frame. We start, you know, dipping into other people's frames. That's, this is what happens when we are seeking external approval because the authentic self, again, doesn't need anyone else's approval. That infant needs no one else's approval. And, and those, you know, those uh, on the authentic, authentic journey, and we're not talking about perfect because nobody is. We're talking about pretty rock solid in your skin, on your authentic path, whole and complete, don't need anyone else's approval. Um, when we're outside the frame, we're chasing down external approval. And this is a real big problem. It doesn't feel good for one. We get a little bit of a dope fix when we get their approval, but then it, it's fleeting, right? It passes very quickly because uh, then we we end up seeking out more. So it's kind of got a half life. We can actually be addicted to needing other people's approval. We call that codependency. It's part of it. It's more complicated than that. But the thing is, it sets us up to really put be pushing the envelope farther and farther away from authentic happiness because. When we, when we are needing approval outside of us, seeking it out, needing the kudos and the appreciation and all that stuff, that means we have our needs outside of us. When our needs really belong inside the frame, when our needs are inside the frame, this means we have control over getting those needs met. When our needs are outside the frame where I have to do this so so-and-so likes me, I have to do this so my boss thinks I'm great. I have to do this because I, I need my mother's or father's or mother-in-law's or whoever's approval. All that stuff means our needs, it means we cannot be happy and feeling, you know, happy and satisfied and fulfilled unless we check all those boxes that we don't even have control over. So that is a really rather huge problem when we're talking about, you know, one's overall well-being and, and, and life satisfaction and fulfillment. So it's super important to remember this and catch ourselves. And I think even the most seasoned of us, um, and you know when you're you know comfortable in the in the age of wisdom and your middle you know middle life and later years, we all can get sucked in at times. You know, especially if there's a a relationship that feels like it's our our Achilles. You know, and we can. But it's important though, or and it's important to really be aware of it so that we can catch ourselves when we start to kind of peer around the outside of our frame to pull ourselves back in because. We need to re realize that, that whatever these, whatever people are saying are just their opinions. They're going through the filter of that person and everything they've been through, what, what birth order they were, were they born in an urban or, or rural environment or suburban environment, um, all the life experiences they had, their wiring, their personality trait, everything. So whatever they're saying is 95 plus not percent about you anyway, and it's going through their own filter because we are all the main characters on our own stage. And that's just the fact, Jack. So when, so when we, we look at these, we got to say, you know, okay, uh, in your head or to them, depending on what the circumstance is, that's your opinion. Okay. Thank you for the information, you know, and that's it. And keep moving, whether you want to actually say it to them or just keep it silent, that that's just their opinion. You know, a lot of people, they'll talk about their reputations, right? Their reputations, not realizing sometimes that it doesn't really exist because your reputation, my reputation, anybody's reputation is in everybody else's heads, right? Cause a reputation is what someone else, what someone thinks of you. It doesn't reside in you. When you talk about your reputation, it's how everybody else thinks of you. That's what a reputation is, right? 
somebody says, I have an outstanding reputation, then she's saying, lots of people think I'm great. I'm not saying it in a cocky way. You can have an outstanding reputation authentically. Let's say teaching or just in the community is, is just being a, a stellar person or in your church community or, you know, so-and-so is an outstanding. No one said that that's bad. It is just the truth that what you're saying is, you know, basically like the majority of people in this context that I'm talking about think I'm awesome. That's what that means. And so we can't control what other people think, obviously. So the whole idea of a reputation um, is really just saying lots of people think I'm great. That's what it is. It, there's no such thing that resides in, in you. Okay, and here's why it's of utmost importance to catch yourself when you start to get pulled out of your frame. And also not beat yourself up for it either. That doesn't help anything. Like, let's say you are, and I'm a fabulous 58, and it happens to me sometimes. I am very aware of it, and I catch myself. Um, I would say most often in the workplace, not that it happens a lot there either, but when it does happen, it's typically there. I'll say, wait, whoa, I don't need to, I, I don't care how many levels up that person is. And it's not about doing a good job. Of course, do your best, do your best. I give 110%, you know, to, I love my students and everything. We're not talking about that, but it's somebody, you know, three or four levels up who didn't really acknowledge you or didn't give you, who cares? And here's the thing is whenever we, we get wrapped up in that, it's, it's really, really bad. And here's why, because when we get wrapped up in that and, you know, give all this care and concern into what whoever, whatever, whatever thinks, whatever, we are making a statement to ourselves, which is the most important person you can make it to, that we care what they think more than what we think of ourselves. That is awful because that's self-abandonment. And that's the number one thing, number one worst thing you can do is betray yourself, which is what that is no matter on what level, even on that small. And the thing is, cause that's how the brain works positive or negative when we do you know do little behaviors micro behaviors bigger behaviors the more we do the more we reinforce the easier it gets to keep doing the pattern that's just how it works positive or negative so if you get in a habit of you know caring about what other people think it gets easier and easier and easier because that's that becomes the brain's default thought pattern well this is what we do so and so out here and it's further it's further reinforced to the like nth degree when you actually do get a person's approval because it feels like it feels like a dope hit, right? Even though in the end, it's it's not good at all. Okay, and here's the thing: as far as the approval things go, we're, we're, the approval issue goes, living in the person who's whole and complete, living in their authentic frame, doesn't need any of that appreciation or the kudos. You know, you did this and that for the PTO. You did that and that for at work. You did this and that for the family reunion. Um, you don't need, you don't need the kudos and appreciation and approval and all that doesn't mean it doesn't feel good. It feels really good to me when I go do a presentation or something and people stay, that's one of my favorite parts. I love when people stay after and share their own personal stories with me. It's just, I absolutely love that part of speaking and, and they'll say, they'll say all kinds of nice things and compliments. I remember after my two Ted talks, they, people, oh, they, they stayed there and waited for a while and they said such nice things and shared such nice information about them. So I was, and I left, I was like higher than a kite on that authentic, you know, authentic conversation. It doesn't mean it doesn't feel good. It feels great, especially when it's authentic. And, um, but it doesn't mean I go looking, I don't go looking for it. If it happens, it just, I bask in the good feels. You know, this just feels so good. And, I, and then I do a gratitude thing with myself. Like I just let it in and I breathe, feel the good feels, feel the good feels, breathe. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And then just breathe again. And that's it.
versus needing them and going looking for them and actively seeking out approval. That all that's codependent behavior, which isn't good for anybody. What's also interesting, it sounds kind of Murphy's Lawish in a way, but it, and it's actually Buddhist, right? The whole Buddhist concept of detaching, and it works beautifully here. And you may have noticed this because if you're in that place, again, you don't want to beat yourself up, but that's where you are on your path. That's where you are. It's okay. There's not like an authentic race, you know? We get there when we, we you know, when really we're always getting there. When It's not like it's ever over, right? So you are where you are, and that's fine. Um, so the whole Buddhist thing with detaching, think about this. Think about when people you know at work or school or uh, maybe whatever you're volunteering for, and it's kids, parents at a kid's sport thing or whatever, who just walk in the room and they tend to just get people's approval and they don't even care. People throw up all over them and they, you know, you did this, you got your amazing, and they, and they don't care. They have to authentically not care for this to be real. And, and it's, it seems like they just get this unending approval of people. They just kind of have the room when they walk through the door. Those are some loud birds. They just kind of have to have the room when they walk through the door. And that's because they, that's because they don't need it. Again, it doesn't mean they don't like it, but they don't need it. So the irony is the more you chase down approval, the less you're going to get it. And it's going to be fleeting and just lead to nowhere good because codependent behavior is of the ego and not the authentic self. I'm sorry to break it to you, but it's, it's super common. You know, I, gosh, I worked through some of it for a while in my younger years. Just, um, there's all different ways to be codependent, you know, but the, the, the external approval seeking is, is a big one. And I definitely had that for quite a while because I grew up with two alcohol, you know, very alcoholic, abusive parents and some mental illness in, in the house, as you, as you know, if you listened before. And so I was kind of conditioned to go find approval elsewhere. Cause you know, I didn't, it wasn't mirrored for me in an authentic way early on. I'm not saying in a par me way at all. I'm absolutely over that and, and healed with it all and everything. It's been a wonderful journey. Honestly, I just share with people because I think it helps. To, it helps when you share things, especially after you're past them, because I don't have the, any emotion attached to it anymore because it helps people. And I know that people share things with me when I was in that place and working through it and it was enormously helpful. So there you go. So there was a while when I had to, uh, and I'm a good person anyway, I like to do good things for people. Um, but there's doing good things for people in a mindful way. And there are ways when you're doing good things for people to feel good about yourself, you're probably not even aware of that, but I wasn't aware of it either. I'm thinking back to my college years and things like that. Um, and, and, and after that for quite a while, my twenties, basically, and maybe into my 30s a little bit. Um, and I had a friend of mine, a very dear friend of mine of many years, have a very kind, loving talk with me. And he's, and he's um, my, well, he's my life mentor, actually, one of them. And uh, Dr. Dave, and he said, did you ever, you know, so kind, with such gentleness and kindness. I think I was probably, uh, maybe I was in my early 30s or late, I don't know, something. And he said, do you ever wonder why, you know, because you are a good person. You enjoy doing, doing all these things you're doing. Did you ever stop and think, and I forget his exact words, but he was trying to steer me towards figuring it out myself that I was doing some of these things to try to fill myself up, like with their own wounds, you know, like I'm a good person because I'm doing this, this, that, and that, running myself ragged. So that's also a way to be codependent. So that's a way to also, that's also wrapped into what we're talking about, which is approval seeking, right? It's all this, it's all the same family of codependent behavior and, it, and it's soul hole filling, right? We've got a wound. Just like we try to fill ourselves up with alcohol, 
weed, sex, um, you know, uh, shopping. It's not, it is the same dynamic and it, it, and it's tougher to often figure out because those other things are so overtly obvious, you know, with, you know, the drinking or, or, you know, reckless sex or spending recklessly, all those things trying to fill ourselves up with the feel good stuff. The, the, these behaviors looking for approvals is the exact same dynamic. We're trying to feel good. We're self-medicating with other people's approval. It's not different than sucking down a bottle of gray goose. I mean, it's not as physically damaging or it can be actually, if you're in a, in a, in a violent relationship due to this, then I guess it is. But, um, but it, it, the point is it gets under the radar more because people can think, Oh, look at me, look at me, look at, look at what a good person I am. And maybe you are, but it's not because of all these things you're doing. That's because you're addicted to other people's approval. And that is a, you know, a psychological something that is in need of healing um, so that you can return to your place of authenticity. So think of it as when you're trying to, you know, you're in that um, approval seeking mode, kudos seeking, appreciation seeking, doing um, good things mindlessly for codependent reasons versus mindfully and you're not about how you feel. One is an authentic good feeling and one is more depleting and maybe not depleting right away because you're too wrapped up in the dope fix but it comes because then usually what follows mindless giving is eventually resentment kind of like the pto you know mom or dad or whoever is that after you've you know picked up so-and-so susie mrs whoever's kids for the 19th time and she's never returned the favor you made brownies 96 times you know eventually that that that, that becomes you know some resentment usually sets in mindful giving is you, you stay within your frame so you don't you're not getting depleted because you're doing what you can do and only what you can do no more no less you're doing your best and um and that's it and you do it because you really authentically feel good about it you're not you're not you're not, not living outside your frame you're living inside your frame and so picture this like when you're in that codependent mode is trying to water flowers with a can that has a hole in it you know, you keep filling it up and wonder why aren't they getting what they need because it keeps running out of water and you're doing all spending all this energy you know to give them you know three drops because it's running out of the back of the can whereas if it were full like authentically full you could feed them with a fraction of that amount of water and you wouldn't be frustrated because you'd be you'd be living inside the can so to speak and the, the, the frame so it's just really important to recognize this and shift into um, from the appearance outside the frame thinking to the quality inside the frame thinking, you know, uh, knowing your, you know, knowing your value and, uh, you know, and, and knowing the limits as far as you know, your boundaries, because people who value themselves are able to set, res- you know, appropriate, respectful boundaries, the codependent crew, not so much. And that's why they get run ragged. All right. So shifting from appearance thinking to quality thinking, this is Kimberly Quinn signing off from the beautiful northern vermont have a mindful day